From Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, Lehigh Athletics presents Mountain Hawk Talk, the podcast for the Lehigh Mountain Hawks, presented by Lehigh Valley Health Network and Coordinated Health. Here's your host, Josh Liddick. Hey, what's going on, Lehigh fans? Welcome into Episode 7 of the Mountain Hawk Talk podcast, the official podcast of Lehigh Athletics. On this episode, I'm joined by current Lehigh swimming and diving head coach Rob Herb and Chris Marshall, class of 1988, who served as the head coach of the program from 1989 to 2001. The two talk about relationships made in the sport, memories from their times at Lehigh, favorite Lehigh Lafayette moments, and more. Without further ado, here's my interview with Rob Herb and Chris Marshall. And I'm now joined by Lehigh head swimming and diving coach, Rob Herb, and Chris Marshall, class of uh, 1988, head coach from 1989 to 2001. Gentlemen, welcome to Mountain Hawk Talk. We're excited to have you on. Thank you. Great to be here, Jeff. Yeah, you know, it's been a pleasure. And, you know, Rob actually brought the uh, the idea up to me to, 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 to do this podcast and to talk about the program and your relationship with each other and, you know, how you've grown together in the sport, you know, first of all, just talk a little bit about your relationship, you know, uh, in, in, in swimming, um, you know, when did your paths first cross and how has your relationship as coaches and friends grown over the years? I don't, I don't know if Chris remembers, but, um, I happen to, um, have been, uh, away at, uh, at school and I, came home um, from Vermont and um, I had been looking to get back into coaching and I had a mentor coach who was in the area, Lehigh Valley area. Her name was Gwen Wilden at Tampa High School. And um, she thought it would be a really good idea to reach out and see, you know, if I could get my, my feet wet in the college world. And so on August, it must've been like, right as school started, August 28th or August 29th, I walked into the old the old um, Taylor gym. And as you walk right in the front door, there used to be a door to Roseanne. And I guess, I don't know why Chris was in there exactly, but I, it was, I called them, um, see if he would want to talk. And we met in that old back uh, office and um, just kind of, you know, I, I thought hit it off. And Chris was, you know, very open to a lot of things. And uh, I, I learned from that moment that Chris was open to a lot of things and was a really great um, mentor and great friend and uh, honestly introduced me to Lehigh which has been my home for the last 20 plus years um, with my club program and um, you know Chris really opened um, a lot of opportunities for me not only as a, uh, a, a budding coach but also then as a business owner when I started a club he, he, he helped me out and um, um, kind of gave me some opportunity there and then eventually um, you know which led all the way to uh, you know, enjoying the, the spot that he did, which is as head coach of the, of the program too. So it all started August of 1990. That's when it started, Chris. I had one year under my belt. I remember it, Rob. And, uh, I, and I was 23, 24 years old when I started. So, and I was the only full-time staff member. I had a grad assistant. We had a little bit of money for a diving coach and that was it. And we had, you know, there were 60 kids in the program. So when Rob came in and said, hey, look, I'm interested. I said, absolutely, yes. <laughs> I didn't get asked with his resume. I wanted to know, you know, when was he available? So he started coaching a group of the swimmers in one of the earlier practices we were running and quickly became friends and hit it off. And the rest is history. That was 
Rob, that was 30 years ago. It was, it. man. It's a long time. <laughs> Is there a particular uh, story that you guys remember from your, your coaching days, coaching together, that uh, kind of stands out to you? Oh, my God. Well, it was a long time. And there was a lot of times where um, the relationship I worked with, with Chris for a couple of years on the pool deck, and then um, I started helping out at the high school, and, and we ended up um, – bringing a club back, which Chris helped out. So there was a lot of time more that he was a mentor, mm -hmm. not necessarily we we're coaching side by side all the time. One of the, one of the most fun times I remember though, was um, we took um, um, Jeff Klein and one of the club swimmers just, and we went up to the, I think it was Buffalo, Chris, wasn't yeah. it Buffalo to the U.S. Open, uh, which by the way was, it was last weekend for one of our swimmers went to the U.S. Open last weekend. So um, we just, I just remember being just, you know, having a really good time and really, um, you know, kind of enjoying coaching and, and the whole scene and just kind of, um, you know, just learning more and just having a good friend to do it with. Didn't we drive to Chicago one time oh. for a conference? <laughs> That's what I, thought I totally you. forgot about that heavy metal music for 14 hours. <laughs> now the truth comes out. My taste in music in my early to mid twenties was a uh, pretty hard, you know, 80 rock kind of stuff. So Rob got a full dose of it on the way out. That was one of my favorite weekends of my life, actually, to be honest with you. I, 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 I enjoyed, obviously, Chris's good company, but we went to a really good clinic. And for some reason, Chris, that was one of the best ones. It was an American Swim Coach Association clinic. And it was a really good one. A lot of great coaches were there. I met, we met the Penn State coach there. I don't know if you had known him, but I met him for the first time there. But more than anything, what I remember are two things. One was Chris graduated Lehigh with an architect major. And took a group of coaches. I don't remember how many there were of us, Chris, but there were a bunch of us. And you took us around the city and just highlighted all the most amazing architectural features of Chicago. It was one of the best tours that honestly we've ever I've ever been on. It was it was really fun. And then the other, well, two more things. Uh, we went to a businessmen's special, um, baseball game. Up, right? Baseball gun, baseball game. And then uh, we played at one of the best. Um, uh, public golf courses um, outside of Chicago, and and we played through a rainstorm, a, th a thunderstorm. We played. It was through. a tornado, Rob. <laughs> My memory of it, we nearly died in that round. <laughs> yeah, a lot of lot of a lot of sports going on that weekend. I'll tell you, the the, uh, the, the guy at the golf club told us we could get a rain check, and we're like, we're not going to be back here for another thirty years, so we want to finish this round today. <laughs> Yeah, and then you went you went back home on your uh, a fourteen hour car ride listening to hard rock music. So, uh, that's how Chris stayed. That. I mean, that's how he stayed awake. I mean, I, well, I think I took a, a couple van rides with you too to some long places as yeah. well. I don't, I don't yeah. remember the, the music then, but um, yeah, we've done a, a, a bunch of riding around. The one thing about Rob, Josh, I'll tell you this is that I was a good coach, but I was a really good recruiter. He was a great recruiter. We needed more chickens to make the team better, to be competitive in the league and to ultimately win the Patriot League. So I, I focused my time on, re on recruiting the best possible kids I can. And I had two guys in my back pocket that could help get those kids to be faster, with Rob Herb and Kevin Romali. And the two of them, from a technical, scientific, training standpoint, technique standpoint, you know, far, far superior to anything I could do. I was good at managing the team, organizing the team, really good at recruiting, and I needed those guys to do the technical coaching part. And, um, you know, that was where the – it was one of those things where you you know your strengths, you know your weaknesses, and you build the people around you to fill in those gaps. And, 
and and I always thought, you know, surround yourself with people who are smarter than you, and you'll be successful. And Rob, Kevin were two of those people who just, um, you know, I learned every day from them and the way they taught and coached. And I still watch Rob today. I mean, I, if my best team in 1989 to 2001 swam Rob's current team right now, they would beat the you know what out of us. I mean, it would just they, they're so much faster, so much better today than we ever were back then. Mm-hmm. And it's because not only is Rob a great technical coach, he's actually over the last 17 years built the recruiting capacity and people around him to help support that system. And he's now bringing in some really talented athletes, student athletes, of course. And while, while I needed to improve on the coaching, he did that on the recruiting side and he now has a nice balance. Is it 17 years, Rob, you're in right now? Yeah, it's eight, this would be 18. 18 yes. Yeah. I made it for 12 and I don't, I don't know how I, I, I saw myself burning out, Josh, to be honest with you. That's how I ended up. <laughs> and Rob's going on 18 and still going strong. And like nothing like it was his first year. He still acts and behaves. And he always says to me and the other alumni, he wants to make us proud. And we're like, Rob, man, you've done it. You succeeded. <laughs> you yeah. keep adding to it. Still think there's stuff to do. Yeah, I think Chris, Chris is 100% right as far as the people around you. And that's something I've learned from him is that there, there's just no way that you can do it by yourself at all. And so I've been very lucky to surround myself uh, with with not only the support of like Chris, with Chris and of coach, of course, Coach Gardner, but then to really be able to bring in someone like Aaron Mattias, who's just really been a very big supporter of our program and has really learned the ropes and has just continued to to help our legacy move forward. And um, yeah, that's a that's a lesson I learned from Chris for sure. Yeah, I'd be I'd be remiss not to mention Coach uh, Gardner, who has a long history as the head coach of the Lehigh swimming and diving programs before you guys took over. Um, you know, and like yourself, Chris, he's also a member of the Lehigh Hall of Fame, inducted in 2012. Um, and you swam for him. Um, you know, ex- explain, you know, Chris, explain your first encounter with Coach Gardner and how has your relationship with him grown over the years? And, you know, what are some things that, you know, you've learned from him that you take uh, today? Yeah, it's a, it's a big question. You may not know how big, but uh, I'll share with you some of the history there. So, he recruited me during my junior senior year in high school and was a you know typical like several college coaches somebody who i you know got to know during the recruiting process but was someone who called regularly wrote handwritten notes i mean it was just one of those he, it was the reason i got into all the places i applied but the reason i chose lehigh because i had that kind of special attention and connection with coach gardner and then about a month into my first year in college my whole family life situation completely changed upside down and basically, the guy who'd been recruiting me as my college coach became my father. I mean, there's no other way around it. To this day, I think of him as a father figure. I call him every, every Father's Day on each other's birthdays. He and I talk. We see each other socially now. Um, he changed my life in every way I can possibly describe it to you, uh, including, I'll never forget one of the most poignant moments in my freshman year during a really tough period. Um, struggling like any freshman does with college load, social life, swimming, you know, all the work that you had to do. And then this family situation going on underneath that I was in practice one day and I wasn't doing what I was able to do, you know, just the year before and was so frustrated. I got out of the pool and I remember sitting on the side of the deck. I was pretty upset. And he sat down next to me and he took a deep breath and looked me in the eye and he said, are you sure you want to do this? And I, First time anyone ever presented that option to me, like it was my choice to do this or not. I always wanted to do it, but I never really had it forced in front of me that, you know, clear with that explicit kind of a 
a challenge, if you almost, if you will. It was done in love and compassion. It, it wasn't done in any other way. Like a, it wasn't like a coach thing, trying to motivate. It was just, he cared about me. He wanted me to make that decision. And I, I said, yeah. Within like 30 seconds, I think I said, yeah. And I jumped back to the pool with the best workout of my freshman year that day. And from there, I committed and recommitted to the sport. And we became fast friends. I have a picture here in my office. We just moved into a new home. And there's a picture of, of me uh, hanging off the backstroke uh, bar in the pool. And he's sitting on the starting block looking down at me. And it's like this perfect mentor, mentee, father, son kind of picture that it sort of enca encapsulates the, um, the relationship that we had then. And, and to many ways have now I and mean, there's been times where i've helped him and we have been a friend and you know colleague to him but there's most of the time it's been one way towards me him helping me so yeah major major person in my life and um, um i can't say anything more than that he's just an amazing guy i'm sure rob you you've seen well i mean that's years. one of the major bit and that that's been one of the biggest biggest and best fringe benefits of knowing chris was being able to to know coach i mean obviously and to know coach the way that Chris knows him just the fact that he's honestly um you know when I have issues I I, I go to Chris first and my that's my first call and then my next call is to coach yeah coach has been a, uh, you know he's got a great sense of humor yes he does <laughs> he's always he's always read you know a conversation with him is usually quite short and uh usually involves you know a little story or joke or something to kind of put in perspective uh and I think that's that's one of the best things that you find people in your life that you know, you need support or just something, um, or you need just a kind of kind word and you know where you, you can find it. And that's one place you can find a kind word when you need it. And, let, me, let me tell you a classic Bruce Gardner short story conversation. Go for it. Um, five word conversation from him to me. And it was one of the best lessons I ever learned. But Rob, you know the story. Um, in 1988 Olympic Games in Seoul, there was a backstroker from Harvard named David Burkhoff, who invented the Burkhoff blast-off, where you'd go underwater and kick dolphin kick on his back and surface 45 meters, flip turn, go underwater, 30 swim fit. And he set the world record. And he actually got beat in the final, got silver medal in the, in the, in the finals, but he was on the gold medal winning relay team. So this is a world-class swimmer. Rewind a year or so before, maybe it was even two years. He and I were the same class year. He's at Harvard, I'm at Lehigh. And we're at the Eastern Swimming Championships up at Army on the pool deck and he's seated first by like three seconds at everybody. I'm in the same event as him. And during the warm up, he gets out of the pool. I'm standing next to coach Gardner. He gets out of the pool, walks by me. And I'm six foot, so I'm not like I'm a giant, but he walks by me and I go like this when he walks by, he's like underneath me. Like he's like clearly six inches shorter than me. And I turn to coach Gardner and I go, how can a guy that small go that fast? He just, shook his head and goes, because he thinks he can. And he walked away. <laughs> and I was like, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> because he thinks he can. Five words. That was a classic Bruce Gardner short conversation that summed up, you know, his David Burkhoff's mental capacity and mine. Only five words. <laughs> I, I actually trained with Dave Burkhoff in high school. And... <laughs> I don't know if he thinks he could, but I'll tell you what, man, he just, he would just, he would, he hated to swim a lot. So he would just sit on the bottom of the water and increase his, his aerobic capacity by holding his breath. That's all he ended up doing. Oh my God. Incredible. That's, a, that's very, that's very, that's very coach Gardner-ish very much.
Yeah. And not many people, I feel like not many people today, like know just the impact he had on the program and on so many people, I think. Yeah. People give me way too much credit for getting it where it is. It's him. He's provided the foundation for everything that I built, a little bit that John did in three years in between, but all the work that Rob's done for the last 18 years now, it's all because of Coach Carter. Yeah. yeah. You, you know, one of the things that I was able to do uh, for a short time was get Coach back on the deck, and he got to connect with a bunch of athletes that ended up that, – that group ended up – a couple of them were Patriot League champions. So – um, you know, they really, that just having that, that reconnect, I mean, obviously Chris, we really, Chris is around, um, you know, we, we talk about the Marshall wall of fame, which is, you know, a testament to Chris's achievements and just like everyone, you know, kind of does remember Chris. He's, we talk about the, you know, the legacy and kind of thing, but we do, we do want to bring in coach all the time. And it was great to have him in there and, um, I'd love to have him back, but he's always, it's always got something good to add to the conversation he, he loved that period when he was the assistant coach and didn't have to do all the other bs that came with being the head coach rob came down one day in the fifth he remember i remember bruce told me the coach told me the story rob came down in the fifth he just lost the recruit to probably another patriot league school had a really nice pool with my memory of it and rob came down and been working this kid for seven months and oh i thought he was coming rah, 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 rah. Really? And coach Gardner looks at rob and goes, that's too bad <laughs> <laughs> You don't have to worry about that stuff anymore. <laughs> Typical Coach Gardner. Yep. <laughs> well, it's, it's all been really amazing, you know, and, and that's the kind of friendship we have. We've we've gotten to the point, and I'm, obviously with COVID is a little different, but um, the last conversation we had was March. Coach Chris and I meet at the Goose once a year, or a couple times a year actually, and just kind of sit and talk about what what's going on with each other. And it's just nice to have that that. Uh, just nice to have that group, it really is. Absolutely. And we talk so much about alumni and, you know, how important they are for any program. You know, Rob, like uh, today, like obviously alumni mean more to, to the department than any other time in terms of, um, you know, funds and uh, we're going through this COVID. Um, you know, how important are the swimming and diving alums at Lehigh and how have they continued to impact the program today? Well, I mean, I think we're kind of lucky in the fact that Chris happens to his his entire business revolves around su supporting alumni around the country, and so we have a we have a ringer again in our in our midst that that allows us to um, to kind of orchestrate and organize um, you know our alumni. But I think you know the fact that that we do have a connection with all the coaches, there seems to be someone or or we, or we've been introduced for to, to groups all the way through the seventies, sixties, seventies. Um, definitely the 80s and 90s and 2000s and, and now even up through through the kids that we've gone the last decade um, it, it we have some kind of connection to, to everybody through through one of the coaches yeah. so they're, they're all they're all family and it, it's not like I, I don't know like I may not have coached them but I definitely know they worked under Chris and whether it's Vince Sai from you know who's out in California or or whether it's the the little fields um, or even you know you know fast forward into you know, um, you know, the, the women's team with Casey Brandenburg, or, or it's changed now, I guess, but, um, Forbes, and, uh, Forbes, you know, it, we just, we just know everybody. We just, it, you know, at some point we crossed paths and whether I was coaching or not, I, you know, I knew Chris and same with coach, but I mean, there's a lot of, yeah. uh, and then, you, you know, you're just talking about the old times and stories. And, you know, last weekend, um, we had a, um, a, uh, 
swim reunion and, um, you know, try to, to mirror the Lehigh Lafayette weekend and um, excited to hear and see everybody. And we've done it twice and Chris has kind of put that together and, 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 and helped us move towards um, making sure that we reconnect and connect, especially this time. But they, they're really, really important. They, not only do they support us financially, but they really are interested in what's going on. And in, in swimming and in diving, you know, that, that's our only base. You know, you know um, yeah. we, we need them to be involved and to, to be excited about what's going on. And I do mean it when I say that, like, I just want to make everyone proud because I want them coming back. I want them experiencing what they did in 1997 uh, or whatever it was yeah. and, and, and get that, get that feeling again. Cause it means something. Um, you know, that's, that's why they came to Lehigh and under Chris, there were certain traditions and certain things that went on that, that we carry on because they were good and they they have sound Lehigh foundation. It's just, um, it's fun to be a part of it. Chris, talk a little bit about your business. I, I, um, like to learn, learn a little bit more about that, but, uh, it seems like you kind of, you have a calling for, for this. Yeah. I've spent the last 20 years of my career since I left coaching, um, in alumni relations and fundraising, uh, work at, at both Lehigh and at Cornell universities, but then for the last eight years, uh, in some consulting role, I have my own company now and run my own consulting practice with clients all over the world and and we do this exact stuff that Rob's talking about. This is what we do with Duke and Vanderbilt and UCLA and Indiana and all these other places. Um, so I get to take all those best practices and apply them to what we're doing, not just at Lehigh, but in Lehigh Swimming and in the world I'm in, what Rob was just talking about was the affinity that people have to their alma mater. In many places, and even in Lehigh, it's through your class year. Class of 88 is going to have their excellent year reunion coming up, all that stuff very important, but my affinity isn't to my class, isn't to my arts and science college or to the major architecture. My affinity is to swimming. We have 900 swimming alumni. All of them have some degree. I think I might be on the one end of the scale, but, but most of those people in that group have a very deep connection to each other and the program and the impact that it's had on our lives. So if you ask us to come to an event, to read a newsletter or listen to a podcast or make a donation, it's not going to be because it's the Lehigh or because it's our college or school or it's, it's because it's the swimming program that's asking mm -hmm. Rob and the kids in the program. And my gift every year goes to making the experience of the kids better. I can help those kids get jobs. I can help those kids network into internships and, and all kinds of things we do. The one, and, and, and obviously the most measurable one is the fundraising that goes on each year, which supports a major part of the program Rob oversees today. So, so to Rob's point, we have 900 swimming alumni. I want to guess like 700 plus of them have some specific connection to either Rob, me, or Coach Gardner. So that gets us out of the gate right away with, with you know, easy. When we, we did the first Zoom reunion, Zoom reunion uh, about a month or and a half ago, and we had about 70 people. We did one this past Saturday. We had about 80 people on it. It was amazing. And I think we're going to see that kind of pattern every couple of months continue. What we did this past weekend was sort of celebrate the Lehigh Lafayette weekend. It's the Saturday of the football game is when we had that uh, normally would have been the football game. We had the reunion that night. Um, but on the Friday night, typically we would swim Lafayette. That was a tradition I started back in the early nineties. And so it became a rivalry weekend for us. So we celebrated that whole thing. And we, and this year, instead of having a meet and an alumni event afterwards, we had a zoom reunion, which was kind of cool. Before we move on with our next segment on the show, let me just remind you that Mountain Hawk Talk is presented by Lehigh Valley Health Network and Coordinated Health. 
your unrivaled partners for sports medicine and injury care. You can follow the show on Twitter at LehighMHTalk, and you can subscribe and download each episode from LehighSports.com slash podcasts or from your favorite platforms, including Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Kind of describe some of your favorite Lehigh swimming and diving memories, moments from teams from over the years. Chris, obviously, you uh, swam for Lehigh and you coached and for Rob uh, as, as a coach, you know, what are some memories that you have uh, notable, notable meets, notable swims, moments, uh, you know, crowds, what are some things that you remember the most? Yeah, Rob, you got to have some. Well, uh, you know, there are a lot of them. Um, <laughs> they, they usually, you know, usually it's a, a pool thing. Um, Patriot League champions are always special. Um, you know, relay champions are always special, especially in, in, the, in the environment we're in now with Navy and Army being, you know, very strong in the league. So anything we can kind of do that, that gets in that top is, it, it means something. It means something. So, but I'll tell you what, actually, one of the most meaningful things recently that happened was, um, was Tom Gilbert. I think he's class of 2007, uh, 2008, somewhere around there. Yeah. Um, he, um, he got inducted to the, uh, the, Berks County Swimming Hall of Fame. And he called me and said, would you introduce me That's awesome. to, to that? And I honestly, I, I was, I was, I was, you know, I had a good relationship with him. He really was one of the, one of the finest swimmers we've ever had at Lehigh. Great, great student. He's got an amazing job right now um, in the University of Maryland. And like, I, I just remember going and it was just, I just felt so proud to be a part of it. And, and honestly, it'd been a long time since, you know, he'd been at Lehigh and, um, that was just recent, I, but things like that occur all the time. So I remember, I mean, yeah, definitely. I have other stories, but that recently has been one of my favorite ones. Tom Gilbert just being inducted to the hall of fame at, at, in the Berks County was just a fun time, but it, it was a relationship we created after that, that, um, that lasted, you know, and, um, that's not to take away, you know, it's not to take away the first Patriot league champion I ever had on deck or something like that. Or, you know, those things. The first champion, Rob. My first champion. Yeah. Um, my first champion, I think, was um, Ross Green. I think it was, in the two, it was either 2M or 2Fly. And then right after that, it was um, John Kearney in the uh, 1650. And we went 1-2 that year. It was my first year. We went 1-2 in a mile, which, you know, Chris knows one of my strengths was distance swimming. And you know, I felt like, ah, oh, yes, I finally arrived. I'm in a place where it's going to happen all the time. And then, oh, my God, it just got faster and faster and faster. But, you know, we, we stayed in there, so... How about you, Chris? Two swimming stories. I'll try to make them quick, Josh. The 1998 women's team won the first Lehigh Swimming Patriot League title. Finally got ahead of Navy and Army. Bucknell was the second runner-up that year, and it was a very good team. Bucknell, we just put it all together, and it came together that year. It was one of those meets where like everything was perfect. It just went our way. And uh, I'll never forget being in the pool. Uh, they, they, you kind of jump in the pool. We get thrown in the pool celebrating after the meet's over. And I looked up, and the coach in Bucknell, uh, who was Lynn Ketchmer at the time, still a friend of mine on Facebook, looked over and pointed at me. And, you know, was happy for me that my team won, even though it was, we were going up against them. That was a sort of a validating moment for me. And then a year later, um, we went up to – we went down the Navy, and uh, – we were going all in to win both men's and women's. Women ended up finishing second that year, but the men won. It was the first time the men had ever beaten Army. Navy was not yet in the league, so I 
had that one. <laughs> that <was one> of <laughs> um, Lucky you. Back now that it, it would have been impossible. But Army was somebody we had been second to. I'm not exaggerating. I think seven years in a row, we had been second to Army. And finally, in 1989, we broke through and won it, uh, including a one-two-three in the 500 freestyle on the first night of the meet. I'll never forget that. We just got on a roll and just kept the snowball kept plowing and. And it was at the it was at the uh, break between the last individual event, swimming event, and there's a about a 45 minute break for diving, and then the final 400 freestyle relay. And there's a mathematical point in any meet, in a championship meet, where you won no matter what happens, no matter how your divers do or how your relay goes, the meet can be over. And then we had calculated at that point that we were there. We had we were going to win the meet. And, and Joe Sterrett had come down for that Saturday of the of the competition and was on his way down the stairs to try to find out for me what was going on. I was on my way up the stairs to tell him that we met in the stairwell at the Naval Academy and he goes, what's going on? And I go, we got it. He goes, what do you mean? I go, relay gets DQ'd or diver falls and breaks his neck. We won the meet. It doesn't matter what happens. And he was like, no way. And I go, yeah. And that night we, there was like five, six something events. We won five of the six, I think that night. We were just killing it. Momentum kept going. And he looked at me and he just couldn't believe it. And we finally came through. And for him, it was validating that that a, one of the private schools in the Patriot League could compete and actually beat one of the academies. It was mm -hmm. something that nine years ago when the league was created was said to him as one of the founders of the league that it would never happen. And here he's got a coach who, who you know, he took a chance on. I was 23 years old when I became his first head coach. Um, he hired and I said to him at that moment, I go, hey, thanks for taking the chance with me nine years ago. <laughs> we both had this like, guy moment where we're like oh man <laughs> we didn't hug or there was no tears but it was as close as you can come to that with just there we had a great moment in the stairwell where we sort of validated his hire and my hard work and uh, his vision for the league and all at one moment and it was a fantastic uh end of the meeting. we ended up i think we ended up second in the relay and i think our guy won diving that year too kevin murphy and it was just one of those things where everything came together and we just killed it that's See, awesome See, Josh, we have some pretty big shoes to fill still. I, that's why I keep on uh, that's what I'm chasing after sometime. One day, one day soon, hopefully. Come down the pike, Rob. Um, you know, we talk about Jacob's pool and uh, just there's so much history in that pool. Um, and, you know, it's, I, I would say it's probably one of the more unique environments in, in that the fans are right on top of you. Um, and when you have a, a, a Lehigh Lafayette meet or – lehigh army or lehigh navy and there's or lehigh army and there's so many people in that pool packed in there it's an incredible environment kind of describe what it's like for the opposition to come to jacob's pool and face lehigh um, when you know it's going to be a packed crowd people hate coming to swim at lehigh pool for one it's the oldest pool in the patriot league it's not a particularly fast pool there are pools that are faster, believe it or not. <laughs> you don't know anything <laughs> about swimming. And uh, and you're right. You're right on top of that action. So you put all those things together. It's like the wrestling equivalent of the snake fit and grace hall. Right. Making pool and swimming. Uh, that's how I would describe it. Teams hate coming there. And I used to say to recruits all the time, I said two things. One, teams hate coming here. We always have an advantage. And we always get the treat of going somewhere else and travel to better pools. <laughs> number one. And number two, I would always say to them, yeah, we have two pools at Leo. We have an old pool. And I point to Jacob. And we have an older pool upstairs, which is the Marcy <laughs> yeah. pool. It's the oldest. It's a 100-year-plus-old pool. It's the oldest pool in existence and used by a Division One college team in the country. Wow. So, uh, yes, to all those things you just described, but uh, I loved home meets there. Those, those are 
so much fun as a coach, as a swimmer, but as a spectator now, uh, you, you're literally on top of the action. You get wet when you're in that space. Oh, definitely. Yeah, and that's totally even true. Even last year in uh, a meet that we that I don't think anybody thought was going to be that that crazy close, but in the meet against Loyola in, in, in uh, I think it was October, um, you know, they came in thinking they were really going – and on paper they did. They were going to wipe us out. And uh, it just – that room changes everything. And as long as you stay calm, you got you got to keep a level head. you got to look at the numbers. If you stay calm, you, you can figure it out. And it's exactly what happened, and, and we got another year under our belt for that. So – yeah, I agree. It's a, it's one of the most exciting, most energetic um, venues for swimming that I know. And hopefully soon we can get fans packed in there again. Uh, it'll be uh, one heck of a heck of a meet, that's for sure. Um, you both are huge swimming and diving enthusiasts. Um, for you guys, when did the love of swimming start? And um, you know, how awesome has it been to make a career out of something that you've been so passionate about your whole life? Rob, I don't know how Chris is going to say this, but I feel like I I, I, stumbled, I stumbled into it. I mean, I, I didn't really. I mean, I had some great uh, some great um, some great mentors. I worked for Dick Schulberg under Dick Schulberg at Germantown Academy, and I still to this day call him on a monthly basis. Um, I had a great mentor from high school, um, also in Gwen Wilden from Northampton, and then I, I had great friends and great mentors out of Chris and Coach. Um, so the love, I think, the love of swimming was started when I was an age grouper. But the love of coaching um, really came about from being with these people um, on a regular basis and realizing, you know, what potentials you could have in it and what they found like to like in it. And so you not only had things that you liked about it, but you share in the things that that other people liked about it. And so, you know, when Chris tells a story, I remember being there or at least remember hearing about it. Or I remember him calling and talking about it. And or I remember stopping in his office and we would sit and talk for an hour and he would take the time to, to just chat with, with me about whatever it was. And those are the kind of things that end up really kind of solidifying the fact that you really love, love the sport and you love the sport because of the people you're with. Yeah. My, I, I, you know, I started swimming as an age grouper seriously about the age of nine, did it through age group high school, went to Simon college, obviously, but never thought I'd have a career in it. In fact, I went, I had graduated in 88 and gone back to grad school for 88, 89. And I was Bruce Gardner, coach Gardner's grad assistant coach for that one year. And then that summer, at the ripe old age of 23, I got a phone call from Joe Sterrett saying that Bruce had just announced he's taking a position over in the admissions office at Lehigh and that there was a vacancy in the coaching position. It was in August at this point. And the way Joe put it was, um, look, it's late in the recruiting for a new head coach. Um, we're going to give you a one-year interim appointment if you're willing to take it because um, we're desperate, can't find anybody else to take this job. <laughs> but I was 23 years old. That summer, I was living with guys who, so my their freshman year was my senior year. Their sophomore year was my assistant coach year. That summer, we were five of us were down on the beach, lifeguarding together in New Jersey, going into their junior year, which would have been my first year as their head coach. So wow. I sat those five guys, four guys down, and I said to them, guess what? I'm going to be there. Like, <laughs> I went from being their buddy and housemate to, being their head swimming coach that fall and the one-year interim appointment turned out into a 12-year career and I never ever Josh planned a career in the sport I always thought I'd be in some type of education where I could impact you know young people's lives in some way but it sort of happened to me and uh was serendipitously the best thing that probably ever happened it was a phenomenal job just with a lot of fun and 
you know, the, the one thing I say about it is as I got through my 12 years, the NCAA rule book went from being about that thick to being about that thick. And it got harder mm -hmm. to do a lot of the things. And, um, and you just get, you know, after a while, you get burned out from some of the stuff. I didn't want to be that burned out head coach. So 12 years later, I was looking for the next thing and the next career un unfolded for me in the alumni space. So that's awesome. Um, I, I'm pretty fortunate person in my career steps, I have to say. That's great. Um, last week was supposed to be the rivalry um, for football and in the pool, but, you know, and Lehigh has had tremendous success against Lafayette in the pool in recent years. The men have won 28 straight meets. The women have won 12 straight. You know, for both of you, what are some of your favorite moments from the rivalry in the pool? Um, and uh, I know for, for Rob, your old neighbor was um, Lafayette uh, head coach Jim Daly. So, uh, obviously, there's the, some some rivalry there as well. Uh, talk a little bit about that. I think the rivalry is is actually friendly. I mean, it, it, when we're in the pool, when we're actually racing, it's not friendly. But anything around it is always friendly. So, you know, Jim's a good friend, and he um, always puts a good team up, um, regardless of what what's going on that year. So it's always exciting to kind of um, to kind of race and uh, and and put the team together. Uh, but anything can happen at that meet. That's that's something that yeah. like you learn. No matter what your record was, it's kind of the same way the football game is. No matter what the record was, you got to either be ready. You got to know you're ready because stuff happens all the time. And we've had we've had um, in my tenure, we've had um, a block that was sheared off, and we we had to change the the format of the meet. And just that format of the meet completely rocked uh, Lafayette swimmers, and we ended up winning a meet that we weren't supposed to win. So you know, it, it has those kind of components to it as well. How about you, Chris? Um, yeah, I swam in four of them. I coached in 13 of them. One as an assistant, 12 as a coach. And, um, I think I, I think I lost one women's and one men's meet along the way. <laughs> I, I would tell Jim Daly, who was a wonderful guy and still is, and I would consider him a friend, consider him a friend that I, I hate him for three hours every year on a, on a Friday night in the fall <laughs> because I want to try to beat that team as bad as we can because this is how we were great. That's the yeah. DNA. The most exciting thing I love to for me, though, Rob, was when we um, we swam off-site in New York the <sighs> Friday night before the football game in Yankee Stadium. We, we took the team. Uh, this was another one of my brainchild crazy ideas that Rob finally agreed to and we made it happen. But we went up to a pool up in the Bronx, swam in a neutral site um, the night before the football game. We had it televised. We brought in rowdy games. And I got to sit on the broadcast with Rowdy and do a cover. I've always wanted to be a, do a swimming broadcast on television or radio, whatever. But to do it next to Rowdy Gaines, I called it my double bucket list moment. Rowdy was an idol of mine. So I got to do the broadcast booth with Rowdy, and we covered the swim meet, and we beat the hell out of Lafayette that day in swimming. And then we won't talk about Saturday football game. <laughs> that, was a, that was an amazing, an amazing event. We um, yeah. Definitely a highlight of – of the last fifth, well, 30, 50 years. I don't know. It's, it was definitely an amazing meet. A lot of records broken that night. A lot of, yeah. we also had two, so other, fast. two other, yep. Chris, remember two other Olympians there. It was uh, Hanson and, um, Brendan Hanson and Mel Stewart. Mel Stewart were there. So um, it was, it was a star studded evening. It was kind of cool also that you were able to keep with the tradition of the, Le of the Lehigh Lafayette meet the night before the game and bring it to New York while the football team was there at the same time. That's, that's something that you just don't see anywhere. That's like so yeah. cool. Yeah. I, I, my argument for, you know, when I put this idea forward was 
as big a deal as the football game is for everybody in the community and for the players involved in it, it's that same big a deal if you're a swimmer or a coach in it on the, on the, on the other on the sport, the particular sports side. So I, I said we need to make it as special for the swimmers as we do for the football. Mm-hmm. We can't sell out Yankee Stadium, obviously, but what's the version of that? And we, we created that. And moments that I think none of those kids will ever forget. We probably had 200 alumni back that night. It was just awesome. It was really cool. One of the highlights of my involvement with Lehigh Swimming was that night. That was a special time. That's awesome. Um, you know, between Coach Gardner, Chris, and you, Rob, you know, that's three coaches with longevity, plus a, a, few, a few others sprinkled in. You know, what, what makes the Lehigh Swimming and Diving experience so special? I, I used to say, um, I used to call it the swimming, Lehigh Swimming and Diving family. And I meant that because they were like brothers and sisters and, you know, long lineages of, you know, older brothers and older younger sisters, all that. But I, I boil it down to three simple things. Um, that was sort of the mantra of the team that I think most of everyone who swam under me could say. Um, that the one thing I can promise is that we're going to have fun, we're going to train hard, and we're going to swim fast. And if we do those three things, success will happen. We'll win meets, we'll win championships, we'll set record, whatever. And so I kept it very simple. And um, you know, kept that family feeling alive and, and promoted those three tenets as part of the program. I told every recruit that you come to this program, it's going to be academics first, it's going to be athletics second. But when it comes to athletics, it's going to be have fun, train hard, swim fast, and good things will happen. That's why he's the mentor. And we, we, just, we just learn from, from the best and then keep, keep, keep that going. So I would, I would piggyback on that for sure. You know, and, and Rob, you, you um, and Chris, you, you talked a lot about, you know, Rob's current teams being really fast and really, really good. You know, Rob, how has the college swimming um, and of kind of evolved from the time that Chris was an athlete and then a coach to the present day? Um, just kind of, kind of take a look at the way that, sw- uh, that swimming has kind of changed in that way. Well, the sport of swimming has definitely advanced in the last 15 years. Club swimming has become NYMCA club swimming, both high school swimming as well. Um, The level of coaching has increased. The amount of information has increased. Um, The kids are coming in, you know, kind of a whole nother, a whole nother layer than they would ever come to Chris. Chris was, you know, and so we're very lucky to to benefit from that. And then just kind of pushing that with a little bit of weights and, and just kind of growing up a little bit. The swimming just you can see it just can, gets faster and faster and and that's the way it is through the entire league and that's why it is it's a little it's a little more difficult when when it comes to you know um you know the other teams because mm-hmm. you have a lot of really good swimmers out there now um but i think you know the the bottom line is that um you know the, the kids that, that are coming in um the, the ones that, like chris said that are that are having the most fun doing this and, and engaging and buying into not only the Lehigh University academic responsibilities, but that the buying into the program and, and, and quite frankly, the department that Joe's, you know, Joe Starr has put together as well. He's been a big supporter of all our sports, but especially swimming yeah. and diving. Um, you know, you're gonna, you're gonna see a, a block, you know, a blooming of, 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 a, of talent and ability. Um, and we're getting there. We're, we're continuing to move back towards the way that it, that it was. It's been, a, it's been a, a definitely a climb, but um, you know, it just takes, everything just takes time. Eventually we're going to be able to walk up the stairs and see Joe and coming down the stairs and say the same kind of thing that 
Chris got, but um, it'll just take some time and, um, but it'll be worth it. And, and our alums will know that journey and be familiar with it and, and enjoy that as well. The other thing I'll share with you, Josh, is not only is the team faster today, academically speaking, their grade point averages are higher. Graduation rates are 100%, you know, just, you know, any way you measure on the academic side, but they're good kids, they're good citizens, they're good leaders. They have, I mean, it's just a whole other level of program. The culture that exists in that program today, I'm envious of what Rob has done and, and where they are. And uh, it, it, I, I, I worked on that in my years, and Rob's taken that and built it again. It's a whole different level today. And um, you know, probably the thing I'm most proud of is the kind of kids that are in that program that Rob's coaching every year and putting out through that program. It's just so impressive to see. And, and Chris, what are some impressions that you have from the uh, of the modern day swimmer when you look across the country, um, you know, following as an alum and as a, as a fan as well? Yeah, um, it's like the Michael Phelps effect, like the Tiger Woods effect on golf. Michael Phelps had the same. What Rob's describing right there all comes out of the, what Michael Phelps did for the sport. Something I really believe that it, it has a huge impact on what kind of talent of athleticism gets into the sport, what kind of coaches, yeah. and it's all that. And, and I look at the team today, and they're taller, <laughs> leaner, <laughs> thinner, and it's just—they're just different. I mean, it's just—it's like they look like uh, athletic specimens. Where, where us old guys didn't look quite like that back <laughs> when we were swimming. We did all right, but but these guys are are uh, a whole different level, uh, men and women. I mean, you you look at this team now, and they're just a, a whole different swagger to them. And, um, uh, it, it's impressive to see. I have to say. And finally, uh, this Thursday is Thanksgiving. Um, you know, what are some things that you are thankful for when it comes to your time at Lehigh? I'm thankful I walked through that door August, uh, August 1990 and, and, and got to meet Chris. Because honestly, from there, that, that was the start of my coaching career. And so every, every decision I made after that had something to do with Chris, even, even if I wasn't on the pool deck with him. And so I'm very thankful to have met Chris and and honestly, have Lehigh uh, as a part of a part of my life, and my wife, of course, <laughs> and two two beautiful girls, <laughs> and my two beautiful daughters. Yes, now now for yeah, it's, it's a strange year. You know, a couple of days will be Thanksgiving, and and a lot of these, all of us and our families, we, we would travel and we'd be together. In a lot of cases, large gatherings. And today, uh, this year, COVID is just a whole different world. So you kind of put in perspective what you're thankful for and it's your family uh it's your blood family for one but it's your chlorine family for another <laughs> and uh, um, we may not have to share the same dna but we share that same chlorine <laughs> in the bloodstream that uh formed it so i i look back at the i mean i'm still very close i mean i think i coached over recruited and coached and graduated over 100 plus swimmers on both sides and i'm probably friends with all of them on facebook and in some way we're connected and talk and I've had my own little Zoom reunions. We get together at different events here and there. So that part has been um, in my life since 1984. You know, 36 years later, I'm still plugged into that part of my family too. And for me, who, who lost part of his family when I was a freshman in college, I was adopted by that other family, that chlorine family, and uh, <laughs> made part of it. And thankful for all that experience that I had along the way. And, you know, friendships like Rob, but uh, father figures like Bruce Gardner. Um, somebody I'll always think of in that way. I'm I'm thankful uh, to have you guys on the podcast t t today, and uh, it's been a pleasure. And 
um, stay healthy, stay safe. And uh, we hope to see you guys uh, soon uh, back on campus uh, for some more swimming and diving uh, memories. All 21, Rob. I'll be there for that first home meet. Um, we'll be ready. <laughs> I know you will. It's a good dream, but happy Thanksgiving to you all. Thanks very much, guys. Yeah, happy Thanksgiving. You've been listening to Mountain Hawk Talk, presented by Lehigh Valley Health Network and Coordinated Health. The Mountain Hawk Talk podcast is a production of Lehigh Sports Communications. Please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on the platform of your choice. If you have show comments, questions, or suggestions for future guests, email us at sports at lehigh.edu. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Lehigh MH Talk.